0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, June 17th, we look at lesson 12, The Seal of God and the Mark of the Beast, part two. Together, let's see the ploys of the enemy and how to overcome in the name of Jesus Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is
1: hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience And now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study.
0: All right, Michael, here we are. Lesson 12, The Seal of God and Mark of the Beast, Part 2. We handled the first part last week. And this week, Revelation 13, verse 10, New King James Version is our memory text. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. All right. So we, we see this. Um... You know, an eye for an eye, but this is a little bit deeper than that, because it's also say, tele- sounds rather beastly. Exactly. This <laughs> <laughs> this is giving us a way out. Uh, this is the way of Christ. If we, we So in other words, don't follow the ways of the world, follow the ways of Christ, have the patience of the saints. Uh, and so, uh, Michael, the us straight into it. Talk, uh, talk to us about this deadly wound. What is this deadly wound? The lessons talking about.
1: So last week we kind of started talking about this—the twelve hundred and sixty days or years, right? The uh, what was described as the forty-two months, right? And and so looking at Bible prophecy, you know, you see the where the uh, the the one who seeks to change laws and and on all of that, um, and and ultimately we understand that is changing the Sabbaths, right? But but at the right. conclusion of that that entity, which is the institution of the Roman Catholic church. And I'm always, you know, careful because, you know, I have some friends who are Roman Catholics. This is not a a commentary on, on individual Catholics, but, but on a system, a system of belief. And this is what is being addressed here in scripture as a system um, whose authority is counter or contrary to the word of God, to the authority of scripture. And, and so, at the end of that there will be this uh, deadly wound so revelation 13 verse 5 describes this um the the beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and exercises authority for 42 months right um so you have that first and then um there's this description of a a, a deadly wound um and this parallels with daniel chapter 7 verse 25 before we get into that Talks about speaking against the Most High and oppressing his people for a time, times and half a time. So um, again, these these are biblical references in, in prophetic speak or eschatological language, right? However, you want to describe that. Yes, um, that's describing the same kind of time period. Uh, and and actually, the the lesson does point out. And, and this is very really interesting to me because on, on Sabbath afternoon it talks about some of those people that were persecuted by the Roman Catholic Church through um, through this time period of the twelve hundred and sixty years. And and actually, I, I, this to me it's kind of very personal, very special because the the Waldenses. I mean, ever since I read Ellen White's chapter in Great Controversy about oh, the Waldenses, I, I've been just like like these people are like my spiritual heroes. Like they're, <laughs> they're just amazing. Like they just they're they're just going over all over the place, spreading, memorizing the Bible, sharing scripture. The the so children, like, so right? They, the children. Yeah, even the children. I mean, yeah. and and at times they are persecuted. And there's described for us a couple of the examples of, of terrible um persecution. Actually, I when I was in college, I wanted to go see this. So I actually made it up to the Waldensian Valleys buster and uh there was a train strike. So I had to take a, finally a bus, there's a bus strike. I finally had to take a taxi and I'm finally on foot. I hiked into the Waldensian valleys and I'm hiking. There's these monuments all over the place, right? I mean, here's a cave where some of these Waldensies hid during times of persecution. And, and there is one spot where the story that, where there was quite a few of them, something like 4,000 who, uh, were massacred and, and thrown over a precipice or whatever. And so um just terrible, terrible tragedies. And and what was their crime? It was adhering to scripture. And and so yeah, this is this is important for us to understand. There were times of persecution and and yes, I will acknowledge there's been you know that's you know ebbed and flowed over time. It was in constant state of persecution. But the point being is it's un- undermining the authority of God and opposing those who do choose to use that as their uh, prime major authority, right, as, mm-hmm. as for their for their beliefs. So, um, and it talks about at the end of this, there will be this deadly wound um, that will take place. And we know that that, in fact, did take place at the conclusion of the 1260 days or years when Napoleon's general Berthier took the Pope captive and effectively kind of stymied and, 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 you know, the the papacy as it stood was really not functional after that, at least not for quite some time. So there's this deadly wound um, that happens just as Bible prophecy had predicted. But as part of this deadly wound, there's also what's described as a falling away. Yes. What does it mean to fall away? (laughs) Uh, Falling away.
0: Uh, So, uh, Pastor Paul, as you like to put him, uh, Michael, and I love uh, that phrase you use. Use it with my kids as well. Uh, He talks about it in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses three, four, and nine through twelve. I'm going to go and go through it quickly because I think it's just so packed with so much information. Uh, Let no one deceive you by any means that. Uh, for that day will not come unless a falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition goes on, who opposes and exhausts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so he uh, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And it goes on talking about verse nine, the the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous uh, unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this reason God will send them uh, will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness and accompanied with that text, with that, uh, with that passage, is asked this question, what does Paul predict about the last days and what identifying marks does he give for the beast, uh, the, the Antichrist power? And so we have to pay special attention here. And, and Michael, I, I love uh, recording this podcast with you because you bring into this a historical aspect And uh, there's some times in life where I would love to go back and rewrite history. Uh, I would love to rewrite history on a lot of things. But the thing is, there's so many identifying markers that line up with historical facts and value that points towards papal Rome. uh, And that also points us because we can trust the past we can also trust what the bible says about the future and as we're looking at at this it's talking about the falling away from god's truth from god's word and we have to be very careful that if it's in the word we'll stick we're sticking to it if it's not in there you know we're we're, we're staying we're staying away from it uh so stick to the word of god and and also we, we see here he exalts himself above all that is that is called god and so so incredibly careful yes very intense anyone who places and look, by the way this is there is uh antichrist power and there's the antichrist spirit and there's mm-hmm. other entities that have that same if you will uh machismo machismo if you will that they bring about mm-hmm. of saying uh place themselves above god there's been yeah. pastors of mega churches, micro churches <laughs> uh, uh, that have said, you know, like I am whatever right? proclaiming to be Christ. And we have to be yeah. very careful of not following any of them, but especially the larger ones. We have to make sure that we're not deceived. Uh, and notice here that God sends a delusion to allow them to believe the lie. In other words, mm. he enhanced their ability to believe the lie because they've already made the choice to believe it. Uh, and, and so, we, we come across this noticing that we still have a way out to not be deceived, and that is the Apostle Paul sharing with us that this is coming. So, don't be deceived. And I share that with our audience. Uh, don't be deceived. Stay true to the Word of God. That's how we know what the counterfeit is, because we know what the original looks like, and that is, once again, the Word of God. So, Michael, tell us about Uh, After people have been deceived or fallen away, what is Satan's final strategy?
1: Absolutely. So we have described for us the final scenes of Earth's history found in Revelation chapter 17, verses 12 through 14. It's actually a fairly short passage. I'll read it quickly here. It says, the ten horns you saw are ten kingdoms, or ten kings, excuse me, who have not received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. And they have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast, and they will wage war against the lamb. But the lamb will triumph over them because he is lord of lords and king of kings, and with him uh, will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers. And it's interesting here because uh, it's a couple of things that the lesson points out that I think are important, that these political powers have one mind and their power and authority giving it to the beast. Number two, it's a conglomerate of error against Jesus. And three, Christ and his followers are victorious. So three important kind of takeaways here. uh, So we can see the strategy, but we don't have to be afraid of the strategy. So many times I hear people, we have to worry about whatever – deception that satan's going to come along with so that we're you know as if you know we have to be like the super sleuth to sniff everything out that might be um heretical if only you could smell heresy but you know just for the sake of argument
0: (laughs) actually mike you 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 have a story on that but we'll talk about that later uh, (laughs)
1: yeah right (laughs) so uh you know we we don't have to worry our our job is an worry about the heresy and the deception our worry our, our job our responsibility while we patiently wait for christ is to proclaim the gospel and to surrender and live faithfully according to god in his word each and every day and so we know satan's final strategy and because scripture reveals that we don't have to be afraid we can expect we know and we know how it's going to end we may not know every little detail but we know the general trajectory of of the how it's all gonna come together. And that's that's a beautiful thing. It gives me hope, gives me certainty. Hey, Jesus is victorious. My lot, I want to cast my lot with Jesus. Amen. So if we do that, um now <laughs> I'm kind of depressed, just wanting to ask you about Wednesday's lesson here, the mark of the beast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the big kahuna, it's it's here now. Uh, It it asks us this question, it's it's asking us to compare Revelation 14, uh, verse 9, and also looking at verse 12. It says, then a third, uh, this is Revelation 14, verse 9, then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand. But then it's asking us to look at verse 12. Uh, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And from the uh, looks of that, you might say, well, I don't see a lot of correlation there. Well, then it brings in another uh, aspect of this, which is speaking of the commandments, Deuteronomy 6 verse 8 Uh, You shall bind them as a sign uh, on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Talk about the commandments of God, but then also verse uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So it's very important to recognize where this mark is placed. Once again, on his forehead or on his hand. This is the counterfeit to what God is wanting to do with us. The seal Mm -hmm. of God is, is cleansing us or or it's recognizing the cleansing that has happened as a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it has purified us because of that relationship, not because of what we've done, but because by beholding, we become changed by intentionally grabbing a hold of Christ. We become changed. Uh, I had a wonderful conversation with chaplain April Snyder, who is, a wonderful student of the word. And she Hey, shout out to April. Yes. Like she blew my mind uh, this week. She's like, she held up a glass and she was like, she's like, what is this half full or, or half empty? And like, I look at it half full. She's like, it doesn't matter if you're not drinking the water. (laughs) And I was like, okay, April, I'm taking that. I'll give you credit for, but I'm taking that. Right. (laughs) Well, it's the same thing for, what good is the or the commandments or what good are, or is is going to church all these different things if we're not actually partaking of Jesus if we're not actually yeah, with I Jesus guess. and so therefore this between the uh, the eyes and we see in the history that they actually uh made these phylacteries where they actually placed them and they're like oh look at how great we are and they made them bigger to see who's greater well you literally missing, wear it yeah exactly you're missing the point the point is It's supposed to change the way we think it's supposed to change the way that we act, not putting the cart before the horse, but showing the relationship. And because of this, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the enemy comes along and says, no, I want you to, to, to rebel and therefore do what I'm asking you to do and think the way that I'm asking you to think and show God that he is wrong. And that's why it's so important for us to remember we're not focusing in on the beast. We're not even focusing in on the mark. We're focusing in on the commandments of God. We're focusing in on the word of God, because as we do that and we allow Jesus Christ to change us, we don't have to worry about the beast. We don't have to worry about the mark. We're aware, yeah. but we're not afraid of it because I know in whom I believe and whom I trust. And uh, Michael, that brings us to our, our last test, the Sabbath test. <laughs> Sabbath test. i was just
1: talking to somebody. <laughs> as we're recording this, I'm at a camp meeting, right? <laughs> and someone's asking about uh, a book at the ABC. And I said, well, don't worry. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll test you on it. And he's asking me why. Well, well I wrote the book, you know, and just having a little fun with people here, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and suddenly someone who hasn't had a quiz or a test in a long time, he got, got his attention by I said, I don't know why I would test you anyway. So, um, you know, <laughs> just have to have a little fun with people sometimes, especially if yes, you don't do. know people, you know, but, but really, you know, um, you and I have been educators for a number of years and those that are listening have been educators. You think of tests and, and what is a test all about? You know, it's a demonstration of knowledge. It's a demonstration that shows yes. proficiency right and if that's true in education a test can also be a way of demonstrating character and loyalty and this is the sense in which it's used in the bible in terms of the end time events and people are thinking about the sabbath test but it has to be always in the context of relationship because god's people aren't aren't keeping the sabbath at the end of time so that somehow ooh, you know like looking around and hey buster i caught you you didn't keep the sabbath perfectly um, then you have a totally wrong view of the Sabbath because then it's not relational. And I'm not saying that we have to be intentional. We do need to be intentional how we keep the Sabbath. But what's even more important than that is that relational aspect. And so that's why the Sabbath becomes, uh, we might say, a litmus test. Because it's a demonstration of loyalty and character and worship. We talked a little bit about that last week. But but some people say and they'll challenge, say, well, maybe, you know, the Sabbath, the seal of God or whatever, that all of those things, that's the Holy Spirit. Well, it's true. We do have the Holy Spirit, but there are ways that we can see demonstrating outwardly God's, you know, this allegiance or loyalty. And 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 one of those is a question of loyalty of worship, right? And the Sabbath actually also meets this criterion of a seal or as part of this test right and we see a couple of different aspects in that fourth commandment as found in exodus 20 we have described for us who is the sealer i mean think about this for a second ancient seals those of you that are archaeologists are interested in that you know they they have common characteristics right so every seal you got to have the name so you've got god's name then you have the title of the person right well, God is creator. He made this earth. And then third, you have the territory or the region of the person who is, whose seal, you know, who's, who's the magistrate, who's on whose authority is the seal done, right? And so you have the, the, the territories described for us. It says the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. So this is the God who created this earth, right? And so these are the basic. And so we see the Sabbath does fit that criteria of a test of loyalty and worship. And 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 really is uh, defining criterion, um, not because, again, we have to do it and, you know, earn our salvation. It's it's actually it's just out of love and loyalty and allegiance. And, and so God's people in at the time, it's kind of a no nonsense kind of thing. It's not like, oh, I have to work harder, <laughs> kind of like a marriage. You know, I think we talked about this uh, before uh, last week, too. You know, if I have to work you know we do work at our marriage it, not because oh i have to again but because oh wow that's so important to me i value that i you know that's so important that i can't imagine anything else right and so that is and that's the same thing for god's people at the end of time they just are so in love with god they surrender their lives fully it, the sabbath is just kind of a natural outflow and the contrast couldn't be more stark
0: you know, uh, Michael, as you're, as you're speaking there, it just uh, as a, a gift of a reminder that the relationship that I have with Jesus is not the same relationship that you have. And, and sometimes those convictions are not always the same either. And the sure. conviction that you receive today, I'm, maybe I'll receive them next week or maybe I never receive them. And mm-hmm. the good news is we don't have to be in charge of that. And, yeah. I, and I think sometimes we get into this mode of forced uniformity. And we, 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 love to see it. I do believe, and I mean, as we read the word, there's going to be a uniformity that happens, but it's a chosen one. It's not a coerced or forced. It's not even one that's listed it's one that is, that is surrendered out of, out of love because mm. we choose to do this. And I think sometimes we don't have the patience to wait for that. And we, yeah. we, uh, we need to start practicing that, which is, I, I, I agree. We have to have regulations. We need to put some of these things down that are written down, but, In the grand scheme of things, Christ wants as many of his children as possible in the kingdom. And sometimes with our bitterness and with our excessiveness and with our force, we push people away. And we have to be very careful of not pushing people away, but the same patience uh, and faith that Jesus practiced with his knuckleheaded disciples (laughs) for all those years, we need to have it for one another. And sometimes we need to have it for ourselves as well. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that about Mike, uh, that Michael, because that test is not about what we're doing and and how how great we can be. It's about recognizing and worshiping Christ, drinking the water.
1: Yes, and drinking the our water. April's uh, <laughs> analogy, I love it. I love yes. it. Well, you know, we're getting to the end of another uh, quarter, one more one more week, uh, but uh, at least we have, I think, a little bit better clarity. On the seal of god uh, in contrast to the mark of the beast and you know, i would just encourage those of you that are listening you know keep your eyes on jesus you don't have to be afraid of the mark of the beast uh and if you keep that connection with jesus uh the holy spirit god's going to work through and in, in you and the seal of god all those things will naturally take care of itself so uh, yeah. without any further further ado i think we put a wrap for another week so this is soup and swoops signing Signing out. as we wrap up we want to give a shout out to our sponsor the
0: adventist learning community a ministry of the north american division of seventh-day adventists you can join us each week by subscribing on spotify itunes wherever you like to listen to podcasts also make sure you share with as many people as possible and be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website sabbathschoolrescue.org for each weekly episode